Hello, welcome to the Science Basement podcast, episode number 15. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> and this one is going to be the second to last before our summer break. Yes, we're going vacay. Vacay, and then we will be ready for season two. Yes. Let's go straight to our guest. Who do we have, Stephanie? Um, I'm happy to introduce our guest because she is our third uh, foreign visitor, so outside the University of Helsinki or Finnish University. She is Shibani Ratnayake. She is a postdoc at Aston University in the Biomedical Engineering Lab. Welcome. Hello. You are working on stem cell research and automation. That's right. So first question, what are stem cells? So stem cells, they are found um, in everyone's body. In some places, they're more abundant than others. Um, but they're very basic, unspecialized cells. And what's really fascinating about these cells is that they can be multiplied in the body in, for an indefinite time. And then what happens is when there's um, any damage in the body or if there's a place where they need to go, they can go there and then become specialized um, cells like skin cells or bone cells or cartilage cells. And then, um, you know, this is why it's a really good product uh, for a cell therapy. Uh, where are these cells? Where, where can we find them in um, our bodies? So they're most abundant in some places like the bone marrow or like fat. Uh, you can find them also in cord blood, normal blood, umbilical cord. Um, but even on your skin, you can find stem cells. So they're basically everywhere. So this would be like the joker of a, of a card, a pack of cards, like a blank or, or a blank yeah, card that yeah, you can yeah. tur turn into. That's anything. right. Yeah. That's really cool. How, is, how, how do you identify stem cells? Like, okay, so if we talk, for example, about stem cells on our skin, mm -hmm. like, how, how do we differentiate before, before, between normal skin cells and stem cells? So you'll have to look at them under, let's say, a microscope, and then the, the shape of them is different to other cells. And also, you can do certain tests, like we have a few criteria that defines a stem cell. For example, they'll have um, special functionality on the, on the surface of the cells, and we can use machines to identify them. And they are also cells that are attached to surfaces. So if we take them out of our bodies and put them into a flask or a surface, some cells won't attach, they will just float around and then they die off. But these um, stem cells, they can only live attached to a surface. So, you know, that's another way to identify them. And um, the other thing is that, you know, the way they reproduce themselves. So, it's it, you know, there are a few different ways that you can identify a stem cell from another type of cell. But then when they become, when they specialize into a specific mm -hmm. cell they will take all the characteristics of that other cell. That's right, yes. So, oh, that's and so cool. even like just by looking at the cells under a microscope, you can see the difference. So what I, one of the things I do in the lab is to make these cells into either um, fat cells or uh, bone cells or um, cartilage cells. So they all look different. So I add special things into the medium for them to grow. And initially, they look long, elongated, 
And after, let's say, five or six days, if I put something in, into the medium for them to grow, to become fat cells, you can actually see that the shape has changed and inside you'll see like fat droplets. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's something that you can visually see. Um, and we normally let them grow for about 21 days and then we stain them. And then you can really see like the bone as well. You can see little bits of bone uh, oh, on, a, wow. on a dish. Same with cartilage. So you can see the transformation happening. So, you know, it's really fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you work with automatization of, of the... Uh, so what, what, what is automatization of stem cell research? Right. So I'm part of a big um, uh, Horizon 2020 project. So we have 10 partners across four different countries in, in, uh, in Europe. And what we're looking at is to have stem cells taken from someone, um, uh, produce them in large scale, and then put them back into that person. But what we want to do is um, get rid of the, you know, the hands-on application of it and just have robots doing all of this oh. on a platform. Um, and the reason behind this is that, you know, when we have people involved, there's always this, you know, possibility of contamination and, you know, there's human error involved. But if we eliminate all of that, and this is very important because, you know, imagine something going into your body. It has to be very pure. You can't have anything else in it. So that's, you know, the main reason behind the, the whole you know, automation, having robots do everything. So everything would, would happen in a sterilized room? Exactly, and, and, yes. Yeah. So we'll have a room in and inside everything will happen. This will be all sterilized and you can have different grades and this will be the highest grade so that it will be compliant with the manufacturing standards um, for today. So basically you would be putting in some stem cells and some directions or recipe mm -hmm. and outcomes like a bone. No, bone cells or what? Not, not exactly. Because what, in this project, what we want is to have the stem cells as the end product as well. But the problem is, you know, for one dose, let's say for a patient, you need about 600 million cells. And that is a lot of cells. And stem cells you have in your body if you take, um, let's say, bone marrow. Um, 30 mils of bone marrow and this has lots of different cells and out of these only 0.01 percent are stem cells oh. so that's a very small population and oh, okay. mm -hmm. um, so you know you have to have it you know multiplied many many times okay. uh, for b before it can go into someone and that's just one dose and normally a patient will need at least six doses so we're talking you know per patient a lot of cells and you know you can't you know do this in a laboratory just using you know a person because okay. you know you just don't have the ability to do that okay. so we use this like large-scale vessels called bioreactors and what you can do is you can increase the area that these cells can grow and you can just you know do a lot of things in these bioreactors you know so how do how do stem cells multiply or like reproduce? Um, the, by division. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So you're basically having like a farm of stem cells. That's you're right. Farming. Yeah, we're oh. farming. Yeah, basically that's what it is, um, and you know it's like any other cell. Like you know, 
for example, in yeast production, fermentation, you know, what you get in a brewery. So they are done in these large scale, you know, oh. vessels as well. So all we're doing is, you know, doing the same, but with stem cells. She's brewing. It's like a brewery over yeah. the body. <laughs> Great, yeah. um, but also uh, looks like this project is going is is being is being still yeah. because it's still ongoing. Obviously, a big mm-hmm. collaboration between between uh, scientists and engineers. That's for right the, for the yeah. machines and academics and also um, industry as well because we have uh, universities but also industrial partners on the project. So it's like you know a multiple of you know disciplines coming together. We have biologists, we have engineers you know, regulatory affairs, you know, people who are experts on that. So, you know, it's a lot of disciplines coming together to form this one, you know, one big project. And it's very applicable because if this is successful, the the idea is to have these uh, platforms incorporated into hospitals. So, you know, if a patient comes in and says, okay, I need this many stem cells because I have a problem with my knee and I need, you know, to have an injection of stem cells. They can just take cells from the patient, have it um, culturing for whatever amount of time to get the amount of cells needed and then directly inject it back into the patient. So I think that's the main advantage of this sort of uh, technology. So what kind of treatments would you be able to deal with? Um, because the stem cells have the ability to um, become a lot of different cells. So this is applicable in a lot of different areas, but mainly people are interested in bone regeneration or cartilage regeneration, things like that, but also in a wound healing and um, skin repair, things like that. Um, and there's a lot of clinical trials going on at the moment, um, and as soon as they become successful, because they will eventually, then there'll be a huge market for this sort of application. Yeah, sure. Can they be used to also uh, repair organs? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So like if you have, for example, some liver damage or yeah, stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also like, and that's been um, done in animals, like, for example, growing an ear, things like that, because you can model... The, the ear by 3D printing, let's say, and this will be the the structure where you can then put some stem cells because they need some substrate to attach themselves, and then you can grow them, and then you can put some specialized substances onto it so that the stem cells then become cartilage, and then you have your ear. Wow! Wow! Yeah. It's like baking an ear. That's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you give me like yeah. you give like ear <laughs> in a petri dish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the in the 3D printed uh, yeah. form, like the, the oven. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. There was actually a few years back. There was a lady. She needed um, a part of her esophagus, and it, that was um, generated by using stem cells. And this was like big thing on the news as well so she is using something that had been uh, made out of stem cells initially uh, but it's still the problem is this is a very costly procedure so it's not something that we can offer to everyone mm-hmm. so that's another thing that we want to look at um, in the project is how can we bring the cost down of the whole, um, process. whole process yeah so that it's like 
affordable, uh, to, affordable, everyone. affordable mm-hmm. to everyone. That's right. But that was successful. Like, so there have been cases that yes, they, there have working. been cases yeah. that have been successful. But uh, also, I assume that this, uh, well, when this uh, stem starts growing and like you know to use it for for repairing parts mm-hmm. of our body, when it will become successful, it will yeah. be much more safe than transplants i get, i believe because uh so if you're getting something from a donor then you have all these problems of like rejecting that's the, right. because yeah. it's not your it's stuff not your own yeah. stuff. but if yeah. you're growing your own stem cells then mm-hmm. you don't have this problem right no yeah because that's a very big advantage of this is that it can be uh, specific to your needs and for you because like you said if i take cells from steph and then try to put it in my body the chances are, you know, it might reject them. But if I take cells from myself and then put it back in mine, you know, there's no possibility that they'll get rejected. So that is a big advantage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because even within my research, what I see is, because I deal with cells that come from patients and trying to grow them, they... You know, they vary from person to person, like the number of divisions they can go through and a a lot of things change. So, you know, if it's so diverse on that level, you can imagine, you know, when it goes to your body, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you're working with people's cells? Yes, I work with human cells. But what kind of uh, permits and so on do you need? You need a lot of ethical approval. So you can't do any of these um, sort of experiments without going through a vigorous uh, process. Both both university and the donor, they need to give their consent. And the ethical approval usually takes about six months to one year. Uh, but it that is a very, very fundamental thing that you cannot do any of this research if because it involves human material. Um, and there are certain things that I need to take care of. You know, I can't just handle human material without getting the necessary training. I need to be immunized for certain things. I need to go through a lot of training as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely more serious than dealing, for example, with animal-like samples. Yeah, yes, not just animal samples, because you can get cells that have been immortalized, um, so they have lost that human element of the, the them already. So with those cells, you can do whatever you want. You don't need the ethical approval because they're not considered human anymore. Mm-hmm. But because these are directly coming from humans, it's a bit more trickier. And so these donors, like they, like are they in need? Of stem cells uh, treatments, or are they just... Uh, They're just volunteers oh, at this just... stage, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And what, what, how are they giving it to you? What do you take from them? Um, so because uh, we are interested in um, stem cells that come from the bone marrow, so they give their bone marrow samples. How do you take a piece of bone marrow? <laughs> um, so bone marrow is basically like blood, uh, but it's a little bit thicker, and you take it from like the back Um, I don't personally do it because I'm not equipped to do it but we have physicians in part of the collaboration who do it and they do it in a different uh, facility and then ship it over to us to be processed you really need like all kinds of scientists and researchers and and voluntarily to get a surgery like a wow my respect for those volunteers yeah I mean like if you want to have science 
wow. You but it's not like here, take some yeah. blood or you know, hair hair samples. Yeah. <laughs> because even taking blood can be painful. So this is you know Yeah, but this is like a spinal cord. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so your collaboration is yeah, you said tiny institutes uh, spread through um, with four countries. Mm-hmm. So what is your team doing in sp- for this big collaboration? So right. what's your contribution? Yes, so what I'm looking at is how can I expand by um, the stem cells in these large vessels to get the maximum number of cells at the end. So these because these vessels they can be controlled like the pH, temperature, all these things if you change them a little bit the way they grow can change. Either they can grow faster, multiply faster, or slower. So I need to optimize all these conditions mm-hmm. so that, you know, I can say, okay, if we have them at 37 degrees at pH 7.4, because this is the optimal condition in our bodies, um, and I leave them to expand for, let's say, 15 days, I get X many cells. And if that's the maximum number of cells I can get, then this will be the best process conditions. Mm -hmm. And then I can relay this to the people in Germany, for example. We have um, an institute where they are building this platform. So they need to know all these so that they can tell, you know, the robot, okay, we need to keep this going for 15 days and then you can take out the cells. So, you know, that's our contribution. Wow, so you're, you're making the recipe. <laughs> yes, yeah, basically. That's and uh, are, you, are you doing this uh, in the lab, like uh, physically, like uh, experimenting, or are you using also numerical models or like something f- or with computers? Nothing with computers. Everything is done in the lab. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. okay. So how does your day look like? Um, on a typical day, I would go to work, enjoy a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> <So sad>. Everybody! <laughs> to do science, you need coffee. Yes, you need lots of coffee. Um, and then I would go into the lab and just... Right now, even, I have um, a bioreactor running with cells and I have left it with one of my colleagues. Um, and we, we have everything... Um, on a computer basically connected to the bioreactor and I can check what's going on. Like if has is the pH constant throughout the process? Are my cells growing as they should be? Um, and then I would take samples out of my bioreactor, look if the cells are growing okay, um, and do a few more analyses and then leave it, you know, running and if everything is going okay I you know, I come back, have lunch, have another coffee. <laughs> <laughs> then I would go back to the lab and, you know, try and set up another bioreactor. So my day is always, you know, thinking ahead and say, thinking, okay, I need to do another run, optimize conditions, have stem cells growing all the time. Okay. Um, and you, so basically you spend the entire day at the lab in the lab yes with the, with right. the lab coat with the lab coat oh, wow. yes <laughs> with gloves shoe covers because we're dealing with you know something that shouldn't be contaminated that shouldn't yeah. be contaminated we need to be extra careful and so uh, what's the um, time scale of of this growing process um so far so from where from when you take the sample like from when i take the sample it takes about a month to complete one run Um, and that's also because um, you have to grow these cells in 
in smaller flasks before you can put them into the reactor. You need the right amount of cells, basically. So that takes another two weeks, and then I can start my actual experiment, and that takes about 15 days. And then after I take these cells out, sometimes because it's not enough to just grow the cells, you need to know that the quality of the cells have retained as well. So I have to do some tests to make sure that, you know, during this whole process that the cells haven't changed themselves because sometimes that can happen. So once I've done all those tests, then I know, you know, it, it's what I want. So then it can take even longer than a month. Mm-hmm. So they, they could change themselves into what? They can self-differentiate um, into, let's say, a, a muscle cell, a bone cell. So it, could it be that you still want to grow an ear and suddenly you end up growing a toe? <laughs> <laughs> Not if you use the right conditions, yeah. This okay. normally doesn't happen. You know, it's a very rare case. If something has changed inside your bioreactor, like, because we give them special medium if you want to make them into a different cell um, but in a rare case this could happen and what we, we you know we have to check every time that it hasn't happened we can't just say oh you know it doesn't happen nine times out of ten so we're not going to test it or anything no okay. because it is a product that we you know we're going to go into ourselves it has to be done every single time okay wow yeah wow okay you have to be so methodical. Yeah, you have to be very careful. We don't let anyone into our lab, for example. You know, you have to have special training, special access to come to the lab um, because it's quite sensitive, the things that we do. Yeah, definitely. So we can't have a lab visit. Yeah, no, we can't. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> but you're visiting our department today, yeah? Yes, it's a really nice department, I have to say. <laughs> Yay. But so the cells that you get uh, mm-hmm. from from the facility in Germany, no, it's still in, in the UK. But it's in Ireland, actually, ah, in, in Galway. So in from there, okay. Yeah. Uh, but the cells that you get already stem cells, like yes. you already get a little yeah. flask of stem mm-hmm. cells. So you That's don't have right. to do the re- differentiation pro- process between the normal ones, the bone uh, cells and the stem cells. No, so what happens is, so they take the sample of bone marrow. So this has lots of different cells, blood cells. And like I said, only 0.01% of that will be stem Stem cells. cells. So what they do is they purify, they have a process in place that they can take sort of purify the stem cells out of all these other cells. Then they will um, grow them for a bit um, freeze them down and then they send us those wires ah, okay, so okay. we don't have to, to do yeah. that initial process they send us the stem cells all we do then is um, grow them a little bit longer so that we get the right amount of numbers we need to put in the bioreactor and then, and then the yeah, final, yeah, yeah the final but, growth yes yeah. that's right the final farming yeah it's really nice how you have to collaborate and not just I mean, this collaboration of different countries, yeah. different groups and different fields, it's, yeah. re- it's really nice how everybody mm-hmm. has their own piece in the puzzle. Yes, yeah. Great. So, for example, another cool thing for, uh, for us is that we have this company in Ireland and what they're looking at is to make it easier for, um, for anyone, even a, a nurse who's been trained, to take a bone marrow sample from a patient but 
to make it in a way that it's all closed off, so it's all sterile. And then um, what they're trying to devise is like a little bag where you, you have a syringe attached to it. You take out the sample and it has like a filter inside So because you get bits of bone and things coming with it. So all of that will be uh, purified in the bag. And because it's closed off, it's still sterile. Uh -huh. And then you just uh, put it into the platform and you know that it, you know, it hasn't been contaminated or anything like that. And, you know, anyone who's been trained up on it, it's very easy to use. I've seen it, can use it. And then, you know, off you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and, you, and you will get rid of the big process of like being sure that everything keeps being sterilized. That's right, yeah. And that's really cool also the, the, the junction between um, science and industry. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, how a lot of things are going that way. Yeah. That's Especially cool. in this field, it's a lot of, you know, things moving towards industry, but you still need the academic side of it for it to work, you know. And how about, so are you allowed to say all of this, but if you have an, indus if you have an industry partner, mm -hmm. do they have some sort of control over your research? Or are Not you at all. Okay. No. And that was part of the grant? or Yes, they're part of the grant. So they're part of our collaboration. Um, so, you know, they have their own... Um, little thing but you know inside our big project and we have our own thing but nobody controls what we do it's a, you know a unanimous decision almost of where we're heading mm -hmm. um, and we have monthly meetings with all of our partners so we can you know tell them about our progress and you know they talk about their progress we have a project leader and then you know she she tells us, okay, yes, this is what we expect from this project. You're going in the right direction. Okay. Or she could tell us, okay, we need this and this. So can you work on this a little bit more? Um, so yes, things like that. Okay. Yeah, it is a very, very hopeful, like full of, yeah, full of hope. Yeah. Uh, positive yeah. project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's hope then that, that this continues. project will be very successful oh, as soon as possible. You. Yes, I really hope so as well. Yeah. Do you have some sort of website or like that we can read more about it? Yes. So if you go on to. We'll put the link, but you have. Yes, we have AutoSTEM um, Horizon 2020. You can find all of the details, the partners, what we do. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter, so you know. Cool. Okay, so we will put all the links in the description box, yes, and so then we you. can we yes. can we can all read more. Yeah, you can keep yourselves updated <laughs> about cool. your research. Uh, so, Shivani, thank you very much for this introductory part. Now thank you for we... having me. We're not done yet. Yeah, oh, we're really. Not, oh, we're, we're, we're not, not done yet. We're not done yet. Now we are going to play very playful stuff, which is Saitangari. So we will have five categories. Uh, you will um, ex uh, extract, uh, generate a random okay. letter, uh, just clicking on there. Uh -huh. And we will have uh, two menus to fill all the five categories with the letter that you that you pick. Okay. And the categories for this episode are going to be, number one, things you find in, your, in a biochemical engineering lab, because that's where you work. That's right. Uh, number two, uh, food that you find in the UK. So, <laughs> since you, you, you are based in the UK. Yeah. And, and because sometimes we like to have some funny categories. Number three, jobs for researchers outside academia. And that's probably uh, because you collaborate so much also with industry. Yeah. Uh, number four, uh, treatments using stem cells. Mm -hmm. 
And number five, uh, parts of the body where stem cells are mostly present. Like, yeah, now now we know that it's only 0.01%. Yeah, but, yeah. but still, like, uh, I, I believe it's, a, it's a, still a sufficient amount for growing and, and, yes, and saving yeah. people and, and helping their life. So please generate the letter. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Shall I click on this? Yes. G O U U okay. Have we ever got any? I don't know. Uh, let me start a timer in three, two, one. Now go. Things you find about your with you. <laughs> you because you test yourself. <laughs> you tongue. Oh my god! Bless you. You shaped tube. Jobs for researcher outside academia. Could it be like university counselor? Counselor. <laughs> 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 I don't know. You so know, everything has to be with the you. U. Yes. Yes. Oh, you can make a sentence though and cheat a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Would you find we like cheating okay. sometimes. Uh, jobs for researchers. So like a university rector. You okay, know? sure. Yeah. The university or chancellor. Rector. Like one of my uh, professors yeah. became yeah. the chancellor. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you're, you're I mean, you're technically are still in academia, well, but, but you don't do research. research. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We um, one. Yes. Treatments using stem cells. With you. Uterus regeneration. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why not? I mean, U is a very difficult, you know, letter. Oh, if it makes sense, then I'm just going to write it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm not quite sure, but <laughs> let's go with it. <laughs> I can't, yeah, U is not that easy. No. No, definitely not. Uh, we can't generate another letter? No. Well, we have three rounds, so we'll, uh, there is time. And food? Oh, food, food. In the UK. With you. With you. UK fish and chips. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> As opposed to, like, I don't know, Irish? Irish yeah, then we will get, then we will get, next letter F, fish and chips. Yes. <laughs> and next letter, third letter C, chips and fish. <laughs> yes. A, and fish, chips. <laughs> Um, okay, parts of the do we have parts of the body starting with you? Yeah, you tell umbilical us. cord. Oh, umbilical cord, yes. and that's a very um, you know mm-hmm. that's a sp- yeah. place that you take stem cells out from a lot. Okay. Oh, umbilical cord. There's her little jingle. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't get that. We, we didn't we, get we, the we, first one. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the umbilical cord. So mm-hmm. that one is the 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 cord that attaches a baby to his mom. Yes. Right. That's right. And, and yeah, so I've, I've heard that I, I actually, at the beginning, like before starting mm-hmm. this interview, I, be li- I believe that stem cells was, were only there. Yeah, no. But no, apparently we still have them in our body yeah. every day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, is it true that the umbilical cord uh, has a higher percentage of stem That's cells? That's right, yeah. So he, I have a, um, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, and her project is based on... Um, getting stem cells from umbilical cord so there's a facility in the UK where they um, get uh, moms to donate their umbilical cords and they freeze them down and then if they ever need to oh, okay. use some stem cells they can you know bring them up again and use them so, oh so moms it's a good idea to donate your umbilical yes, cords yeah yeah for science and you know who knows they might come in handy for themselves one day Mm. Um, but the the small issues surrounding umbilical cord is like because you know you need to take it out as soon as and have it as sterilely as possible, 
but it because it's exposed to the air for a little while you know you have some you know implications is it going to be sterile or not oh, but okay. you know it it's still doable and people do do it so but okay. but then uh, so stem cells have dna dna inside them yes so what's the dna in a, in an umbilical cord cell is that the mom's or the baby's Hmm, that's a very good question. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. believe maybe the moms. Or the, how about oh. the moms and dads? Yeah, yeah, moms and dads. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mixture, isn't it? Let's Google that <laughs> after this episode. Okay, shall we go to round, to round two? Yes, so go ahead. Okay. Oh, God, I hope it's a good letter. <laughs> F, F. B. 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 Okay. B for Birmingham, which is where she went. Yeah, yeah nice. Okay, B. So, bioreactor. The, the bioreactor. Oh, the timer. Yes, sorry, sorry. Uh, but yes, things are Three, two, fine. one, now. Bioreactor. bioreactor. Oh. I also thought about it. Oh, food you find in the UK? Buns? I don't know. <laughs> um, let's Jobs for research. Beans. 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 Oh, yeah. Beans. 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 Baked beans. Baked beans. Yes. Oh, they're so good. Baked beans. Jobs Anna. outside. Oh, English Thank breakfast. <laughs> Banking. Yes. Banking. Banking. It, that, that's a very, very common... Uh, yes, we were talking about yeah, this earlier. A lot of physicists uh, yeah. find a lot of applications in banking. Treatments using stem cells. Bone. Bone regeneration. Yay, yes. this is a cool round. Bone regeneration. And then parts of the body where stem cells are most abundant. Bones. Bones. Bone marrow. Bone, Bone marrow. marrow. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Now we still have time. So, for example, for this... Uh, bone... I think I will just close the timer because we have over one minute. Oh, so wow. Yeah, we can stop. Uh... For bone regeneration, could that be that if somebody has osteoporosis, could you treat it somehow? In theory, yes. Okay. Yeah. Or, or you constantly have to be giving them a dose? Well, like, you, I don't would, know have, cost, you would have to give more than one dose for sure yeah um but once the mass uh, bone is regenerated but because it's osteoporosis i don't know if you have to keep on like supplementing yeah, okay. um, perhaps yes but i'm not too sure okay so maybe it's like treat the why they're degenerating in the first place yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay final round oh this this round was like the yeah quickest, this was lightning the quickest ever round. round i like this letter T. T. Oh, T sounds like that. Come T, on, that's T, it, that's yeah. not sound very... It's it sounds promising. It sounds promising, <laughs> yes. Three, two, one, now. Yes. Things you find out by your... T. Temperature probes. Ooh. Mm. Test tubes. Test tubes, yeah. We Ten. don't use a lot of test tubes in our lab. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, okay. Test tubes. Test tubes, yeah. Even two, two options. Um, food in the UK. Food in the UK. Tart. Tartar sauce. Oh, yes. Because you put the tartar sauce on on fish and chips. Yes. Yes. Yeah, tea was like, yeah. Jobs for researchers. Uh, Outside. Technicians? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or like something with technology. Oh, yeah. Technology. Tech innovator. Yeah. (laughs) Tech, yeah. Technician is fine. Technician. We can come back to that. Teacher. 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 Yes, that's true. The treatments using stem cells. 
Treatments. Treatments. <laughs> Treatments. You can regenerate your. What are so? What are T cells? There T are T cells. Yeah. Yeah. T cells. They are a type of blood cells, white blood cells. Um, you find them obviously in your blood, and they are the ones that help with your. You know, if you get sick or something. Your body produces a lot of T cells so that they can fight off these infections. So like for about your immunity, your yes. immune yeah. mm. system. Can you treat them with stem? Like if you start losing these white cells, mm. are you not sure? I'm not sure. Okay. Let's focus on the game here. Okay, Parts yeah, of the yeah. body. Parts of the body. Uh, T. Throat. Throat. Did you oh, find oh, 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 no. Yeah. no Thyroid. The, but the treatments, uh, you said something for the throat? No, because you said the esophagus, yeah. but probably the throat, yeah. What, is that, what exactly is the throat? Isn't it part of, isn't the esophagus part of the throat? Oh, that's true. Okay. Maybe. Throat would... Well, it's part of your digestive system. Because it's like inside your, like, the inside, inside your throat. Well, that goes counts. all into your stomach. And, okay. Yeah. Okay, well. Well, it went well. Yes. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm still proud of... I've never also we gave a double option for, for the first and third category. So I'm, I'm fine with that. And also our, B, our second round was B the best. B was very good. Yeah, it was, was very, awesome. very good. So we're, and we found all the... <laughs> all U, the food. UK fish and chips. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, tartar sauce. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a great round and, and I had fun. That's for Me sure. Too. Yeah, the beat was <laughs> nice. It was really cool. Um, oh, but Shibani, um, tell us how did you get into this subject, which is very, very interesting. So, what was your your you know your like process? Journey yeah, to, yeah, your to, journey yeah. to this to this <laughs> great project. Um, so, I think because I started off as a chemist, mm. so I had nothing to do with cells I've never done anything like that in my undergraduate studies but then when I started my PhD um, again it was meant to be a lot of chemistry um, but then I had a little bit of um, biology di yeah, yeah diversion from the main project and I started doing a lot of work with blood and T cells was one of the things so you know from there onwards I became really interested in in um, cell biology and you know more into human stuff rather than chemistry so then after I finished my PhD I was really lucky um, I started working um, for about six months on a project that was to do with eyes and again it was a lot of culturing cells but of course different types of cells and then this project came up and I thought, okay, this sounds really interesting, although, you know, it's a bit out of my comfort zone because I am not a, a biologist nor a biomedical engineer, but I knew some aspects of it and I wanted to learn new things and because it was such a cool project, you know, and I, you could actually see the end product and, you know, the applications of it. I thought, okay, I'm going to apply and see. 
um, just because it interested me, and mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I got into it. But it really looks like you you're really happy with what you're yes, doing. Yes, I'm so really happy with it. Yeah, and we and we are happy that you found your way. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice that you're working on something that you can directly see, but that will have like health huge, benefits. It will have a huge yeah, impact when it will lives. when it yeah. will be done. Yeah. yeah, it's very translational, and I love yeah, that yeah. about it. So what what's next? Do you want to continue doing research, or where where are you going? Yes, I love research, whether it's in academia or industry, I'm not sure yet, but I really do want to continue on this path and, you know, I fi- think this is my niche and I want to pursue it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But that's nice that you have this flexibility that it's such an applicable thing in so many areas yeah. that you can move around that's yeah. and still yeah. stay in the same topic. That's true. Thank you very much, Thank Shivani. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was extremely interesting. I yeah. knew basically nothing about yeah. stem cells yeah. before, and this was yeah really really a, a good episode to to record with you. But yeah. Stephanie, now it's your turn to tell us the anecdote. Anecdote. So I have a little little anecdote, and it's about um, the cells of Henrietta Lacks. Of whom? Henrietta Lacks. Oh. So Henrietta Lacks is uh, an African-American woman from the 1920s until 1951. She she died really young. Um, She got cancer. And what happened was that her cancer cells were actually used to produce more cells. But the, the, um, the interesting part of the story is that these cells were used, human cells, were used for medical and scientific research without her consent. Well, of course, she had died, but none of her family knew about it until the late 70s. So her cells were being used to reproduce other cells and and to do more research on cells and, and, you know, how cancer cells could react in different... um, So different scientists were applying them to test different um, um, reactions with her cells. Um, But nobody told the family. (laughs) <laughs> and this was an issue because of privacy and because, well, well first, you you have somebody's cells, but also that, you know, also the idea that this could, that is someone's and you haven't asked for consent. So it was, it's a big controversial thing and they're still being used and they have been used, they have been reproduced so many times. And there's also an issue of whether the fact that she was an African-American, whether that was also a bit of a thing that, that it was not taken care of also as well because of her race and they're called the hella cells because um the Henrietta Hela, Henrietta Lacks. Lacks, <laughs> because george otto gay who was the first researcher to work with them um called would would name her the cells like that with the with the first two letters of their name and, and last name and they're the they're super famous because they've been used and used and used and they have um they have become they're these immortal cells because they have been divided and produced so many times without dying that they're the immortal cells in research. And I think, Shivani, you've actually read a book about this. That's right, yes. There's a, a book on her journey and even after she passed away, how, you know, people discovered that they were her cells and, you know, there was a reporter who got involved and, you know, started digging out her past bit by bit. And, you know, that's how we got to know that these cells, because they're the mostly most widely used cells in the world. And they have led to like really good discoveries, like, you know, some drugs that have been discovered have been tested on these cells. 
Um, so yeah, it's a very interesting read and I would recommend it to people who want to get to know a bit more about um, you know, Henrietta Lacks or Sells and, and Sal, yeah, this research. sort of um, research. And yeah, maybe we can put a link to the link to, to the book. book on the so a bit on of the, uh, science yeah. communication, yeah. science uh, literature. Yeah, yeah, historical science. And yeah, but yeah, and that 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 now uh, explains even more why it's so important in your research to have mm-hmm. all these the forms ethical. and concerns yeah, and course, all these yes, ethical. Yeah. But it's good that like nowadays, mm. uh, it's everything is it's much monitored. more controlled. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think like even this case is something that led to the yeah. ethics being much more controlled and regulated because in this day and age in the 1920s or even up to like the 1950s there was nothing like about ethics you know if you wanted to do something you would just you know take cells that have been left from a biopsy of a patient mm-hmm. you know without the patient actually knowing anything about it and then they would just go with it and you know yeah. do what they want yeah i read that with her case they they even took them when she was um in the in the like in morgue. the morgue, yeah, and they would just yeah, they, they just, just like cut take it open and yeah, grab the cells and use them for science. Wow, yeah. So that was it. Yeah. So thank you, Shivani. Thank you, Shivani. So you much, much, so much. Thank yes. you, Stephanie. Thank um, you, and yeah, about safe flight back this weekend back to uh, England. Yeah, thank and you I hope much. you have been enjoying Finland oh, this yes, week. Yes, Finland is lovely. Helsinki is a very beautiful city, and I enjoyed my time with you. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, have a safe yeah. flight back. Thank, Thank you so you much for much. visiting you us. And yeah, see everybody in two weeks. Bye. 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 The science.